world famous Jiggy Jagoon, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. Here's what national radio show host Ed Till had to say about Jiggy Jag. I, I, you think I don't feel stupid talking to someone named, some, you know, like some nickname? People call themselves nicknames. Okay, so the nickname is now reading. Here's what others are saying about the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar experience each and every Sunday on RadioZenu.com. Check them out online at RadioZenu.com. It was like helping a retarded child read Tom Sawyer. It was so sad. Now that- That's Sunday afternoons on RadioZenu.com. The number two internet radio program according to TalkStreamLive.com. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. Welcome back to our big broadcast. Join us each and every Tuesday on the mix, 4 p.m. Pacific. Also, find our app, JiggyJaguar.us, or go to the Android store and find it. Fantastic stuff and making it happen today here on our big program. And before we get back into our broadcast here, let's tell you about NBJ. He's got a fantastic new track, and here it is on our big program. I've been thinking, I've been thinking about the same thing. Chapter 18, don't do the same. Pop a handy bottle, sip so you don't feel pain. Stop talking, it's like we all do the same thing. And cookie pack, cause it's flowing through my membrane. Way to pack my way, boy, need a whole thing. Ain't no telling how you move, but we don't move the same. Ain't no telling how he move, but we don't move the same. I just like spilling shit. Man, this shit can't get no realer, I ain't feeling shit. Hey, I'm moving away, I'm moving tired of this shit. Baby, I love the way you move, I give it a hundred They say blood thick in the water, I don't believe that shit. Paper calling, little baby, no, no, the answer that shit. Hell yeah, money talking, nigga, talk that shit. She says she's tired of you, nigga, so I slap my shit. I've been thinking, I've been thinking about the same thing. Chapter 18, don't nothing feel the same. Pop a handy bottle, sip so you don't feel pain. Stop talking, it's like we argue over the same thing. Cookie pack, cuts flowing through my membrane. Way to pack, my white boy need a whole thing. Telling how you move, but we don't move the same. Ain't no telling how he move, but we don't move the same. Nigga, big ballin' on my way to them chips. These niggas really think they ballin'. Step current shit. I tell you, just me and you, baby. They ain't feelin' that shit. My mind feelin' up. Niggas time to give me a stick. You want some other shit. I ain't restin' till I'm rich. Swishin' no sweet, don't smoke right. I'm gon' touch that shit. Need a Uzi, no little Uzi. I ain't touchin' that shit. Hoppin' on the strong. Feelin' hot in the bed. We got money through the struggle. You gon' see some shit. Karma in the I put my name on the list, you know I gotta get it for my little family and shit. Hey, I'm way I move, tired of risking shit. On the highway going fast, like I'm chasing chips. Money roll, ain't no doubt, I'm just grabbing Till the money keep calling, nigga, don't you quit. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't thought he was losing quick. I've been thinking about the same thing. Chapter 18, don't nothing feel the same. Pop a handy bottle, sip so you don't feel pain. Tired of talk, it's like we argue over the same thing. Cause flowing through my membrane Way to pack my way, boy, need a whole thing Ain't no telling how you move, but we don't move the same Ain't no telling how he move, but we don't move the same That's NBJ 
Good stuff here. On the Sunday radio broadcast, Coast to Coast, Broad and Broader, check it out each and every week. NBJ, this man is making things happen. We have got more coming up on the other side. It is the world famous JY Radio broadcast. Okay, let's do this. We are on iHeartRadio. We are on AMFM, 247.com. Tune in, iTunes Radio Loyalty. It is October 5th. 2019, and of course, uh, Jun Oroka was supposed to join us today here on our program. But um, last week we had Jun Oroka on. And uh, in all seriousness, let me tell you about Jun Roka. She is one of these Fiverr people. And uh, what a Fiverr person is, is they basically, they they don't have the ability to pay for a real publicist. They don't have the ability to pay for a real PR firm. They don't have the ability to actually get their message out there on radio and television across the country and around the world. So what they do is they go to these Fiverr and Gigbucks and these marketplaces, and they spend anywhere between 5 to $10 for interviews on radio programs. Okay, they... They go ahead and they buy the interviews, then they make it impossible to schedule with the host. So once the interview actually takes place, um, we I always like to have suggested questions. I always like to have talking points. I always like to have things. Well, a lot of times these folks, they don't provide any of that. Now, June Roca fairly recently came on our broadcast, and she bought a series of interviews, and we were supposed to present different topics every day. Well, she's bought a few interviews in the past. We've had her on the radio broadcast. We've put her over. We've pumped her up. We've done all sorts of things. Well, she basically has uh, run off most of our radio listeners. Uh, they don't want to hear from this woman. Um, they they can't understand her thick accent. They can't understand anything she's saying. She's saying a lot of things that are just worthless and garbage and based on no facts. Well, last week, we had her on iHeartRadio on AMFM247.com or AMFM247.com. iHeartRadio app as well. And we we had her on the program. She went ahead and came on and uh, espoused a bunch of various things. At the end of the interview, I hadn't turned the mic all the way down, and I made some comment about how she was crazy and all, all sorts of derogatory things. I shouldn't have said that. I should have reserved my judgment for off the air or when she was on the phone with us. Due to the fact she was a paying client, I was not going to reserve the judgment on the air. I wasn't going to debate facts. She paid to come on and espouse propaganda. And then she got off the phone with us. Well, she then wanted a copy of the interview. I sent her a copy of the show. She went ahead and then sent us another email wanting us to take it down and started talking about how we had slandered her. She was going to take us to court, all sorts of other things. Now, before this email, she presented a bunch of facts and then told me she would pay for me to go to the Philippines and see all of these things she was talking about. I immediately took her up on the offer. Hey, if someone's going to pay for me to go to the Philippines for free, I will gladly, gladly take that trip. Now, after I accepted her challenge, she backed down and said, no, 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 she just wanted an apology, all these various things. I was not 
Get a letter, get out of this. I want my free trip to the Philippines. You said you were going to pay for it. I want to go to the Philippines. You tell me when we're booking the tickets. Let's go to the Philippines. She then uh, went ahead and sent us a bunch of threats and a bunch of different things via email. A bunch of misspelled words, a bunch of misspelled threats, punctuation that was off the page. I then went ahead and wrote back to this woman several times, and I tried to apologize to her. She wasn't going to accept it, even though she had demanded that I apologize to her. Finally, another broadcaster stepped up and said they would do the interviews with her, and they wanted to hear what she had to say. And they agreed with what she had to say. She then wrote me back and instead slandered that broadcaster and started talking a bunch of nonsense and smack on this broadcaster. Now, I went ahead and made some of those public via email and via social media. Now, Here's the deal. June Roca has threatened to sue us. So here's the deal. I would like you to bring it on. I would like you to contact my attorney, Dewey Cheatham and Howe, and we will be sure to uh, see you in court. So I'm looking forward to the impending lawsuit, and you have yourself a wonderful day, 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 June Roca. We are going to take a time out, and when we come back, we've got more coming up. It is the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Experience here on IMFM247.com and, of course, iHeartRadio. Thomas Snell, Salem, Massachusetts, 1850. The Father of America. Check out GoFundMe.com. We need to help J. Snell, 1953, to the end. America's First Family needs your help. Over there at GoFundMe.com. Slash help, dash America, dash first, dash family, dash day, dash Snell. Let's tell you a little bit about this. One of America's first families desperately needs your help. Hello, everyone. Jay Snell is the eighth great-grandson of Thomas Snell. Thomas Snell, the eighth great-grandfather, arrived in Salem, Massachusetts between 1648 and 1650. He is known as the father to America. And for what he did to develop Salem and the surrounding area for 350 years and 11 generations, he's fought almost every war from the Revolution to the World War II. They've helped America for 300 years. Now we need your help. We need to donate 20%, $4,000, to cancer research. 65 years old and disabled in poor health, he's unable to work for over seven years due to various illnesses. He was his mother's sole companion and caregiver most of that time. A year and a half ago, his mother was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. He would wake up every morning and face the stress of not knowing if she'd still be with him. She passed away late last year and still deeply affected by the death. Cancer struck down her again as a sole caregiver. I was there every day to watch her wither away. His last wish was that he would have the house to live out his days. He inherited a small fixer up of a house and he can't raise the 20 grand by Christmas Day he's afraid he's going to lose his house we need to help him keep his house let's go over to g-o-f-u-n-d-m-e dot c-o-m slash help dash America dash first dash family dash j dash smell and tell him you heard about it here 
Transmedia Worldwide. The Jiggy Jaguar Radio Program every afternoon on the network, coast to coast and border to border. Keep up with Jiggy online at JiggyJaguar.com. Jigman Freud with you. JiggyJaguar.com. Check us out each and every day. Sundays, we have the Sunday radio broadcast, 2 to 4 Central, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific, and 1 to 4 Mountain Standard. And, of course, replays each and every Tuesday on the mix. Or as I used to say, the mix on Tuesdays at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific. And uh, right now, it's Get Dat. This is a fantastic track. We're playing it right now. Yeah, on our big program. Project Pad's involved in this one. Just suck you dry like Dracula Flip you like a spatula Soon as you get broke She add another with them staculas Living so spectacular Addicted like Dracula Fans watching in the club Thought I was back with that sacula No, I'm just rapping, bruh Getting paid off of plays Always with that drip dip You see me come stacking lays Got my name on my back So I had to burn a cap And put this shit on the snap On the snap On the snap Let me get that, let me get that Massachusetts, 1850. The Father of America. Check out GoFundMe.com. We need to help Jay Snell. 1953. To the end. 
America's First Family needs your help over there at GoFundMe.com slash help-america-first-family-day-nil. Let's tell you a little bit about this. One of America's first families desperately needs your help. Hello, everyone. Jay Snell is the eighth great-grandson of Thomas Snell. Thomas Snell, the eighth great-grandfather, arrived in Salem, Massachusetts between 1648 and 1650. He is known as the father to America. And for what he did to develop Salem and the surrounding area for 350 years and 11 generations, he's fought almost every war from the Revolution to the World War II. They've helped America for 300 years. Now we need your help. We need to donate 20%, dollars $4,000 to cancer research. 65 years old and disabled in poor health, he's unable to work for over seven years due to various illnesses. He is his mother's sole companion and caregiver most of that time. A year and a half ago, his mother was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. He would wake up every morning and face the stress of not knowing if she'd still be with him. She passed away late last year and still deeply affected by the death. Cancer struck down her again as a sole caregiver. I was there every day to watch her wither away. His last wish was that he would have the house to live out his days. He inherited a small fixer up of house, and he can't raise the 20 grand by Christmas Day. He's afraid he's going to lose his house. We need to help him keep his house. Let's go over to gofundme.com slash help dash America dash first dash family dash J dash smell and tell him you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Heck of a story we got for you here in a few moments. Welcome back to the world famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast, coast to coast, and bowling up bowling around tuning. iTunes and Radio Loyalty. Now, um, anybody who's familiar with our radio broadcast knows of a gentleman by the name of Terrence Hayes. Now, Terrence Hayes. Um, has been on this program a million times. We have had all sorts of fun with Terrence Hayes. And uh, he's done a lot of interviews, cut a lot of promos, done a lot of interesting things. But fairly recently, Terrence Hayes uh, became an enemy to Jigman Freud. Or I became an enemy to him, I guess. A lot of people have been telling me over the years that Terrence Hayes is a piece of garbage. Terrence Hayes is this, Terrence Hayes is that. One of the things that I admire about Terrence Hayes is that Terrence Hayes, he's a great networker. This guy knows everybody and knows everything. And he knows a lot of folks. He could he could do some amazing things. But he is obsessed with doing comedy. He loves comedy. He's not very good at it. But he loves his comedy. So fairly recently, he booked a show in McPherson at Vibe, the old NAS bar, the old city limits, the old bricks. It goes on and goes on and goes on. The old Turkey Creek, whatever you want to call it. And Terrence Hayes uh, booked a show for October 13th. He's been promoting it. He's been doing comedy. He's going to do comedy and hip-hop. He's going to do amazing stuff that night. It's going to be fantastic. So I sent him an email about interviewing some artists. And I thought, you know, we hadn't talked in a year or so. 
We'd bury the hatchet. We'd get back together. We'd make this work. I was always a big fan of Terrence Hayes. In fact, I had my girlfriend work an event for him in the cold one time. She volunteered to work the door for him in the cold for free to an event that he promoted and nobody showed up to at Steel Bar in Wichita. So then I sent a few emails to Terrence Hayes. He he acted very professional back and forth with me on the on the Facebook message. Finally, he tells me at one point, "Oh, I've talked to all the artists and everybody says that they don't want you there doing interviews." Tear. It was his it wasn't his decision, it was the artist's, and he had to respect their wishes. Well, funny thing, I reached out to all the artists. And I have emails and text messages like nobody's business. Um, talking about him being a liar, and some of them didn't even know me, etc. I then was talking to another artist, his actual his actual DJ for Saturday. And he said, no, Terrence just didn't want you there. Most of the artists are saying they didn't even know you and they've got nothing against you. And then one of the artists we had on the Sunday radio broadcast told me that she had no clue that uh, she's not messing with it. From her understanding, the venue owner didn't even know there was going to be artists there. And then the video guy sends me a nice email. And uh, says that he doesn't understand the inconsistencies with some of these artists. None of them have a problem with you, the ones he's spoken to. And uh, Petty Murphy, as he calls himself, which he's being very petty here. um, Didn't even... Uh, you know, have an issue. Uh, then I heard room rumor that the uh, event had sold very little tickets. Well, then, because the venue owner likes me and knows me, he was going to have me come to the event anyway, even though I was quote unquote banned from the event. I posted this all over the internet. I forced Terrence Hayes to move his event to Wichita. Part of the reason that he moved it is because it's low selling and he didn't want the turnout and he didn't want to bury himself basically in front of another venue owner like he's done many times before. So he gets exposed. He sends me a really nasty, hateful email or Facebook message, which we all knew he was going to at some point. And uh, then he started talking about all sorts of different things and doing all sorts of stuff. And then Mr. Low Selling himself, Petty Murphy, exposes himself for being the lame individual that he is. Now, here's the deal. I don't have a problem with Petty Murphy. I don't have a problem with Terrence Hayes. I don't have a problem with Terry Hayes. I don't have a problem with any of them. In fact, if I was on T-Mobile service, I'd buy T-Mobile from him. Because he's a T-Mobile phone guy, by the way, during the day. But much like June Roca, we learned her lesson with the great Terrence Hayes. The big star.
Stop staging screen, Terrence Hayes. So chalk that up to the history books. Once again, another phony exposed by Jigman Freud. We've got more coming up. Keep listening. Lots of things happening. Lots of things happening, as they say. We've got more coming up on the other side. It is the world famous. Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Dale Gillum coming up. He's going to tell us about a book he's got out there about helping millennials invest. I'm on the edge of my seat. Coming back with more here on our big program. This is an amazing brand new marketing partner. Thomas Snell, Salem, Massachusetts, 1850. The father of America. Check out GoFundMe.com. We need to help Jay Snell, 1953, to the end. America's First Family needs your help over there at GoFundMe.com. Slash help dash America dash first dash family dash day dash Snell. Let's tell you a little bit about this. One of America's first families desperately needs your help. Hello, everyone. Jay Snell is the eighth great-grandson of Thomas Snell. Thomas Snell, the eighth great-grandfather, arrived in Salem, Massachusetts between 1648 and 1650. He is known as the father to America and for what he did to develop Salem and the surrounding area for 350 years and 11 generations. He's fought almost every war from the Revolution to the World War II. They've helped America for 300 years. Now we need your help. We need to donate 20%, dollars to cancer research. 65 years old and disabled in poor health, he's unable to work for over seven years due to various illnesses. He was his mother's sole companion and caregiver most of that time. A year and a half ago, his mother was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. He would wake up every morning and face the stress of not knowing if she'd still be with him. She passed away late last year and still deeply affected by the death. Cancer struck down her again as a sole caregiver. I was there every day to watch her wither away. His last wish was that he would have the house to live out his days. He inherited a small fixer up of house and he can't raise the 20 grand by Christmas Day he's afraid he's going to lose his house we need to help him keep his house let's go over to g-o-f-u-m-d-m-e dot c-o-m slash help dash America dash first dash family dash j dash smell and tell him you heard about it here Transmedia Worldwide To the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on the network. Yes, indeed, it is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. We are going to get to our next guest here in just a few moments. They're going to patiently wait on the telephone. We've got to get this uh, sponsor bit in here. And uh, welcome back to our big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live. 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information, all available on our fantastic, fantastic app. Our next guest coming up here in just a few moments. But let's tell you about a great new marketing partner here at Transmedia 
worldwide. It's a great new GoFundMe campaign. Go over to GoFundMe.com slash tip dash earned dash buy dash cheated dash on dash buy dash company. They've got a $5,000 goal and it is absolutely amazing. Kanip Benipa from uh, Sacramento, California set this up. Tips earned but cheated on by a large company. Val is here. To, uh, we want you to take a minute to go over and read this GoFundMe campaign. He's a PMP project manager. He's been out of work for about two years now. Unable to find work in his profession. In the meantime, he's been delivering pizzas and food orders to folks in the San Francisco and Daly City area. For the last two years, to uh, folks in companies, fog, rain, or shine, he wanted to speak out to bring awareness on how large employers are cheating food delivery people from their tips. On Thursday, September 27th, he had an order through one of the phone delivery apps to deliver six items on the Mission Street, San Francisco, to the San Francisco Financial District. The delivery gig lasted 52 minutes, and by which he earned $10.96, about $5 of the $10.96. Went to gas tank for driving 10 minutes to pick up the food, and 22 minutes driving cost of traffic in Financial District in San Francisco. About $4 of the $10.96 went to a citations fund. In the last two months, he got two citations, and uh, he believes everybody's living in a police state. Check out the website. It's GoFundMe.com. Check out G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E.C-O-M and search Tips Earned, but cheated on by the large corporate company. And tell them, you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get to our next guest here on our big broadcast. Welcome back to our big broadcast. It is coast to coast. It is Boulder to Boulder. Tune in. iTunes. Radio Loyalty. AMFM 247.com and iHeartRadio. Dale Gillum with us today here in our big program. And uh, Dale, give us a little bit on your background, my man. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, well, basically, I started out in the financial services industry when I was a young 19 year old and uh, worked in one of the largest banks in Australia one of the top uh, four banks in Australia and moved into sort of a lot of the financial services side of things, but I realised that that really wasn't the place. If I wanted to learn how to make money, that's not the place that I needed to be. So I set out on a journey to learn as much as I could about investing uh, in property and in stocks and in cash products, a whole range of different things. So I set on a journey of real self-discovery in that area, how I can create my own wealth. And, uh, about 16 years ago, I set up my company. Uh, I wrote my first book called uh, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%. And I really focus on teaching traders and investors about the stock market. So I teach people who are full-time traders um, to people just getting into the stock market and are more investors. So the broad range of people that... The, my new book, which is out today, uh, right across the US, it's available in all good bookstores. It's called Accelerate Your Wealth, It's Your Money, Your Choice. And I wrote it because I found a lot of people just don't understand the market, so they're fearful of it, and they stay out when they could be doing much better for their own wealth if they just bought a few stocks. Just had a few little rules around it, so my book is really about simply getting into the market really helping people understand what they need to do, no matter how much money they've got and how much time they've got. So it's about empowering individuals to really take control of their own financial situation and generate the wealth that they deserve. 
Dale Gillum with us today. Joins us live here in our big program, Coast to Coast and Border to Border, IR Radio, AM, FM, 247.com, TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. Dale Gillum has a fantastic, fantastic new book. It is straightforward, it is sustainable, and it is absolutely amazing. Now, um, tell us about this no-nonsense approach to training. It's ideal for millennials and also to retirees, regardless of the experience. Yeah, it is, and it's, it's, I find a lot of people try and complicate things, and uh, millennials have different goals from what retirees have, but it doesn't mean, like, sometimes you get retirees, they say, oh, look, I'm too old to learn, or I'm too old to, you know, to get this happening, and, and nothing can be further from the truth. If you're getting better returns, it doesn't matter how old you are, it's not about intelligence, it's about the desire to achieve better returns, and I've got eight-year-old retirees that I've been reading my book and all of a sudden they go, for the first time in my life, I actually understand what I'm doing and now I'm getting better returns and I don't need to listen to my stockbroker. Um, but I get 18-year-olds who read my book and go, hey, I actually know how to get into this stock market. I actually do better than my parents, than my grandparents. Uh, because in Australia, and I'm not sure how it's in the US, but in Australia, housing is getting really, really expensive and young people struggle to afford getting into housing, into the housing market. Yep. And getting into the stock market when you first start work is the best way to get up the money to buy your own home or your first home. Because if you're working and putting money aside and getting into the stock market and getting into the return and compound that, that's your deposit for your house. And the less you have to borrow from the bank, the better off you're going to be. And to me, that's where I find the younger generation, the, the, the millennials, they're really loving what we teach book because it's giving them the control that they don't have to rely on their mum and They don't have to rely on other people, but they can control the future. Um, and, and, it's, and it's working. It's working really well. Dale Gillum, Accelerate Your Wealth, It's Your Money. It's your choice. He joins us today here in a big broadcast. Tell us about teaching traders how to trade on weekly and monthly charts as opposed to daily charts. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, when I'm teaching traders, the, the majority when they come to me, they say, hey, I'm a trader. And I say, well, that's great. Why are you ringing me? And to me, if you're ringing me for help, that means you're not trading very, very well. Yeah, because you're asking an expert to teach you better, to do better. And 100% of the time, part of the reason they're failing is because they're using daily charts. And your Charles Dow, who is the founder of the Dow Jones Index, said it so succinctly, daily, daily movements of the stock market are what he calls lines, and he basically calls them extra relevant because they are just short-term emotions or short-term volatility. And one day doesn't, in Australia we say this, there's a saying we have, one day doesn't make a sheep station, if you know what I mean. You don't make a millionaire over one day. So it's about the multiple days that start making the movements and you've got to trade with the trend. And you can't see that on a daily chart. All you're seeing is emotions and that's where a lot of day traders, they get caught up in this black hole of emotions, watching the market go up and down in the day, looking at things on their phone, apps on their phone, trying to day trade. But that benefits brokers, but it doesn't benefit the trader. The brokers make money by you buying and selling, and that's how they make their money. So they, their job is to get you to buy and sell more and more and more and more, so they make more money. You don't make the money. But when I'm teaching traders, I teach them to trade less, but they make more money because they're position trading and they're using with their monthly chart. 
but it's also having those rules that gives them the confidence to do that. Most day traders don't have the confidence to let stocks run and let them run through profits. They'll get out and they'll cut their profits short, but they'll let losses run, which is the opposite of what they should be doing. They should let profits run, cut losses short. Um, it's quite simple. And generally when I get one of these traders on board, just a few simple rules around them, tidies them up, and if they go back over their trading history the past five or two years, they go, geez, if all I just shifted my charts to weekly, monthly, I would have made five times more money um, and had a lot less trades. And they, they thank me for that sort of stuff. But, um, it's sometimes hard to get around it when you've got brokers and those people really pushing high-frequency traders. And it's rampant. You know, I was in... Um, Vegas in November last year at the Traders Expo and that's all I saw at the Traders Expo was all about more you trade the better and that was only benefiting the brokers to me. It's not benefiting the traders. So trade less, make more money. I reckon that's a good idea. It is a fantastic guest. He joins us today here in a broadcast, Dale Gillum. And he's got a fantastic new book. It's out everywhere. You can pick it up on Amazon. Now, tell us about how to help investors and traders increase the probability of profiting from the market. Wrap it up for us and tell us about this, my friend. That's really simple. And one of the things I teach traders and investors is it's not—it's what you don't lose that determines how much you make. And a lot of people think the stock market is about how much you can make on the next stock. And so people will then try and speculate by buying the next you know, Amazon or the next Facebook or the next Google or the next Twitter or the next Apple. Well, it's not about that. It's actually about protecting capital. You make more money by not losing it. If I don't lose 10%, I don't have to make 11% to break even. If I don't lose 50%, I don't have to make 100% to break even. So my book's about protecting capital first sticking your money and allowing the upside to run. Nobody rings me telling me the, the stock that they own going up. They're worried about it. They only ring when it's going down. So if you stop the losses, you make more money. And that's as simple as it can get. And that's what I teach you in my book. Well, Dale, I appreciate you making time for us today. Tell us how we get a hold of you online, social media, websites, all these things, and pick up the book, my friend. Yeah, well, they can get the book at any bookstores, and as you said on Amazon, uh, they can go to our website, wealthwithin.us. They can also uh, visit me on our Facebook page, just go to Facebook and type in Wealth Within, or our YouTube channel is Wealth Within as well, so I've got lots of free videos teaching people there, I've got lots of articles, podcasts to help people really understand the market, and they're as relevant to the U.S. market as they are to the Australian market. So to me, the stock market is the stock market. It doesn't matter where it is. You trade it the same way. Good stuff. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on our broadcast. I know you got a lot of interviews you're doing this morning. I'll let you get off to that, and uh, have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day, my friend. Thanks for having me on the show, James. You take care. Appreciate it. There he goes, Dale Gillum. We've got more coming up. It is the world-famous Chicky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Coming back with more. Welcome back to our big broadcast. It is Coast to Coast. It is Boner the Boner. It is TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, iHeartRadio Today, AMFM247.com. If you want to be a member of AMFM247.com, check out the website for more information at AM247.com. We've got two great guests with us on the line. They join us today here on our big broadcast here on iHeartRadio. And uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves, my friends. 
Yes, I'm Michael Thorpe. I'm director of the Sleep Weight Disorder Center at Montefiore Medical Center in New York City. And I'm Jessica. I'm a person who is living with uh, narcolepsy. Fantastic. Well, not fantastic for you, but fantastic that you're on with us today. Now, um, uh, tell us, tell us uh, about this uh, this study and preparing and everything with narcolepsy. Well, there's uh, this uh, study that uh, was released that uh, surveyed patients with narcolepsy as well as the general population and physicians. And uh, basically the findings were that uh, people have a very poor understanding about narcolepsy and that most patients who have narcolepsy are severely affected by it. 86% felt that it was a life-changing disorder for them. And uh, physicians uh, understand that uh, uh, there is a need for better treatments. Only 12% of patients with narcolepsy feel that their symptoms are under control with medications. Joining us today here on the big broadcast, talking about a new national survey on narcolepsy. It identifies the need for increased education and treatment options, often misunderstood and misdiagnosed. Narcolepsy impacts a person's daily functioning and social well-being. And joining us today here on the telephone, Jessica and Dr. Michael Thorpe. Now, uh, Jessica, can you tell me about your journey to narcolepsy diagnosis? Sure. So I, like many people with narcolepsy, um, had a delay in diagnosis uh, after the onset of symptoms. So I started experiencing the symptoms when I was about 18, and I didn't bring it up to my doctors because I thought that it was normal to feel sleepy if you were um, in college, especially. So it wasn't until about eight years after I started experiencing the symptoms that I was formally diagnosed with narcolepsy, and I didn't know that it was actually a symptom of a neurological disorder. I thought I was just a sleepy person. We've got a couple of really great guests with us today joining us live here on our big broadcast. Over two-thirds of the general public surveyed agreed that people do not take narcolepsy seriously. Doctor, can you tell us more about narcolepsy? What are the symptoms? Why can it take years to accurately diagnose this? Well, it's a lifelong disorder that's incurable, and uh, typically it's associated with the main symptoms of being sleepy during the daytime, having muscle weakness whenever the patient gets emotional, disturbed sleep at night with a lot of hallucinations and frightening dreams and nightmares, and also a feeling of being paralyzed as the patient's falling asleep at night. So there's uh, adverse effects on the nighttime sleep with the disorder, as well as patients having sleepiness and getting weakness during the daytime. And it takes a long time to get to diagnose. Uh, on average, it took uh, over six years for most patients to get diagnosed with narcolepsy. We've got a great guest with us today that join us live here in the broadcast. Jessica, a person living with narcolepsy. Michael Thorpe, MD, director of the Sleepy Wake Disorder Center at Montefiore Medical Center. What is the matter and impact of narcolepsy on your life, Jessica, emotionally, physically, and socially? Tell us about it. Sure. So even though uh, medications can help with the symptoms, most people with narcolepsy, like myself, uh, still experience the symptoms on a daily basis. So... I am able to go to work, but then afterwards I have no energy to keep up the kinds of social relationships that I'd like to, um, and it just highlights the need for better treatment in that I still, with treatment, cannot balance all of the different aspects of my life. And I do have the muscle weakness. 
that Dr. Thorpe mentioned where moments of high emotion might cause my legs to give out or um, cause uh, you know, facial tremors or a loss of muscle control. We've got a great guest with us today. They join us live here in a broadcast. On average, it took six years for people living with narcolepsy surveyed to reportedly be diagnosed with narcolepsy. After experiencing their first symptoms, 38% reported being diagnosed with something else first. Now, doctor, a recent survey revealed how many people with narcolepsy, society, and healthcare professionals look at the disorder. What were the key findings? Well, the key findings were that patients... uh are severely affected by narcolepsy, that uh, 86% of them felt that this was a life-changing disease for them. And uh, physicians uh, are not that knowledgeable about narcolepsy, and they feel the current treatments are not sufficient. Uh, 12% of patients indicated that they still had symptoms of narcolepsy despite medications, and 97% of physicians feel that there's a need for better treatments for narcolepsy. We've got two great guests with us today. They join us live here in a broadcast. 76% of people living with narcolepsy agree the disorder has affected important moments in their lives. Jessica, where can listeners and viewers go for more information online? Sure. So if anyone feels like the level of sleepiness that they have is is not normal, that they are sleeping no matter how many hours a night uh, they're sleeping, nonarcolepsy.com, which is K-N-O-W, narcolepsy.com. Not only has information from uh, patients exp- uh, explaining their experiences, but also has information for physicians to better diagnose the condition. Fantastic. Well, doctor, as we go, what questions should people be living with narcolepsy and healthcare professionals be asking for better diagnosis and managing the disorder? Well, anyone that has tiredness, fatigue, and sleepiness during the day that doesn't go away should see their primary care physician and discuss it with them. And uh, they should think about those other symptoms I mentioned, the weakness, the abnormal dream and disrupted sleep, and present that information to their physician. And they should pursue getting a diagnosis because often these patients get a misdiagnosis uh, or it may take them many years to get a diagnosis. So they have to be uh, persevere and try to get a diagnosis and eventually they hopefully will get a diagnosis from a sleep disorder center that will confirm that they have narcolepsy well fantastic i appreciate you guys making time for us today and uh check out the website knownnarcolepsy.com well i appreciate it guys have yourself a wonderful wonderful tuesday thank you thank you james thank you much there they go and uh there we go we're going to take a time out come back we're going to be talking to a brand new author norman rogers coming up on the program incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Are you a fan of music? Miss the golden age of music television? Like hosting friends? 
results? Want to see your Spotify playlist converted to music video playlists? Head to Pixie.fm. That's P-I-X-I dot F-M. To experience the only social music television network. It's free to use for a limited amount of time. www.pixi.fm. The music television is reborn. That's www.pixi.fm. Music television reborn. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on the network. Welcome back to our big broadcast. It is coast to coast. It is border to border. It is tune in iTunes, real loyalty. Find us online, JiggyJaguar.us. Also, find us in the app stores or 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. Thanks for joining us today here on our big program. We have got a fantastic new marketing partner we want to tell you about here at Transmedia Worldwide. Before we get to our next guest, who's going to join us here in just a few moments, we want to tell you about netcurrencyindex.com. These folks are absolutely amazing. The latest market news and updates are available at Net Currency Index. The Cryptocurrency Index Benchmark. Uh, you can get all the best from all the stages of cryptocurrency markets. You can earn in full automated way from all related blockchain and high-tech industry sectors by the world's first revolutionary and visionary index, the ETF Plus, and the dividend coin in best secured and low-risk way. Get the boost by monthly paid dividends from our cryptocurrency arbitrage trading. Check out netcurrencyindex.com. That's netcurrencyindex.com. They've got all the different information over there. You can register and get more information over there at netcurrencyindex.com. That's N-E-T-C-U-R-R-E-N-C-Y index.com uh, that's netcurrencyindex.com and tell them you heard about it here transmedia worldwide let's get to our next guest here on our big program this is an and we've got a great guest coming up here in just a few seconds check out dumbenergy.com climateviews.com as well also on twitter at dumb underscore energy and we've got norman rogers joining us retired physicist and author of dumb energy a critique of wind and solar energy and he joins us today here on our big broadcast uh pick up the book on amazon as well now norman take me through the writing process for dumb energy It is uh, Dumb Energy. Norman Rogers with us today. Retired physicist and author of Dumb Energy, a critique of wind and solar energy. Wind and solar energy have negative economic value, according to our guest. An objective analysis of the economics involved show that wind and solar are heavily subsidized, and some of the subsidies are open, but much of the subsidy is hidden from the public. Tell us a little about this, Norman. Yeah, uh, James, the, um, well, there's a, a direct federal subsidy, 30%. There's a thing called tax equity uh, financing, which is uh, kind of a tax dodge subsidy. And then uh, they always charge uh, the electric company more for the dumb energy. So it would be about 70% subsidy. 
We've got the author of Dumb Energy, Norman Rogers, joins us today here on our big broadcast. These are special tax deals and sweetheart power purchase agreements. Although wind and solar are promoted as a low-carbon solution, they are a remarkably expensive way to reduce carbon emissions. Give us more details on this, Norman. Yeah, well, every time you uh, generate a kilowatt hour of electricity with wind or solar, uh, there's a subsidy about five cents. So if you if you work out uh, how much it costs uh, in terms of subsidy to reduce carbon, it comes out to be about $140 a metric ton. Now, a metric ton of carbon avoided, that's called a, a carbon offset, and that's what Al Gore buys when he flies his private jet. You can buy a carbon offset for 10 bucks, but uh, using wind or solar, it costs you $140 to generate a carbon offset. It's ridiculous. We've got the author of Dumb Energy, Norman Rogers, joins us today here in a broadcast. The erratic nature of wind and solar means it is necessary to have a dual system. The wind or solar, in addition, a conventional system to back up the erratic wind or solar. Sometimes the wind does not blow, the sun does not shine, or it's cloudy, or at night. What do you make of this? And uh, give us more details on this book. By the way, the book is available on Amazon. Give us some details here, Norman, on these findings. Well, what they have to, what they generally have is a, a natural gas generating plant that backs up the wind or solar. So every time the, the generation slows down from the wind or solar, they have to speed up the gas plant. So you really have to build two complete sets of electricity generating systems when you use wind or solar. And the wind or solar doesn't replace anything. You can't replace the good plants with wind or solar. It's just an adjunct to the grid. And uh, when the wind or solar is generating, it saves a little bit of fuel in the backup plants. That fuel only costs about two cents a kilowatt hour. So it, it's just a net loss of around five cents a kilowatt hour for every kilowatt hour of green energy you generate. It's, uh, uh, it's an amazing thing that they've been able to pull the wool over everyone's eyes on this. Uh, I think uh, the reason why this is, they've gotten away with this, it has to do with money, as you might expect. The utilities love to have to build two generating plants <laughs> because their their profits are based on their rate base, which is uh, how much they've invested. So if the Public Utilities Commission allows them to invest more, they can make more money. So they're quite happy to go along with the scam. Of course, the people making the wind turbines and the solar panels, they're happy to sell it. The environmental groups, why they always have to have some cause of the day, you know, something that's uh, scare people. So they try to scare people about coal or, or uh, any kind of fossil fuels, and uh, they, they advocate wind or solar as an alternative. Uh, and then finally, the, the fourth group that's uh, in on the scam is the scientists. Uh, you may not realize it, but scientists are a lot like uh, other groups. They, uh, they try to protect their, their careers and their money, and uh, unfortunately, they often color the science uh, in order to make more money and more status for themselves. So the whole thing with the global warming and renewable energy, it's, uh, it's hype. We've got Norman Rogers with us today, retired physicist, author of Dumb Energy. Joins us today here on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com. Norman's education is a BA Physics in University of California, Berkeley, MS Physics, University of Hawaii. Norman's business career worked variously for IBM, Hewlett Packard, Genrad, and many others. Now, 
what's been some of the negative reviews, some of the different reviews you've gotten on the book so far, negative or positive? Well, the reviews tend to fall into two categories. Uh, there's uh, about a third of the people say, oh, this is terrible, this is nonsense, and those are the true believers in renewable energy. Uh, the other people uh, generally give me a five-star review. I've had very good reviews from people who are technically qualified and understand this. I've had power engineers uh, tell me that uh, it's about time someone told the truth about this. We've got the author of Dumb Energy with us today, Norman Rogers. He joins us today here in our big broadcast, coast to coast, border to border. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, also iHeartRadio today. Download the iHeartRadio app right now and listen to us live. Now, extensive lobbying and outright propaganda has convinced the public that it's a good idea to spend billions on this dumb wind and solar energy. The facts and figures in this book, easily understood format. Take me through the process of putting those facts and figures into dumb energy. Well, uh, basically, if you want to figure out how much uh, electricity costs, you have to look at the capital investment in the plant, the operating costs, and the fuel. Now, uh, for natural gas, uh, the fuel is very economical, and the capital cost is quite low, so you end up with about five cents a kilowatt hour for a new plant. Uh, For wind or solar, under ideal conditions, it's about seven cents at the plant fence. But that doesn't count the fact you have to have a, yet a, a backup plant, too, which, of course, doubles the cost. Uh, coal uh, is, uh, has a little more capital investment, but it, uh, coal is a very cheap fuel. And the USA is blessed with almost an infinite quantity of coal. We have coal coming out of our ears. Uh, nuclear uh, is a very sad story. Nuclear was invented in the United States. We were the first ones. But in the 1970s, the environmental groups ran a big scare campaign about nuclear. Oh, you know, they try to confuse people, make them think it's going to blow up. So nuclear, new nuclear has been destroyed in the U.S. by political propaganda. However, nuclear is going quite well in China, in South Korea, France. Uh, and nuclear doesn't emit any carbon dioxide, which the, the global warming people would, should be happy about that. We've got Norman Rogers with us today. He joins us live. Before we let you go, how do we get a hold of you on social media, websites, all that, my friend? You know, if you just Google Dumb Energy, you'll find me. Good stuff. Well, I appreciate it, my friend. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. We'll talk soon. Thank you, my man. Thank you. Appreciate it. There he goes, Norm Rogers. Check out Dumb Energy. It is available online. It is amazing. And we'll talk to you later here on iHeartRadio. Just in time, head down the 405. Gotta meet the new boss by 8 a.m. The phone rings in the car. The wife is working hard. She's running late tonight again. Well, I know what I've been told. You gotta work to feed the soul. But I can't do this all on my own No, I know I'm no Superman Just plugged into the wall 